1: Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and this week we are looking at voice problems and how God speaks. We are looking at, ooh, ooh, uh, someone sent in how they have been helping their kid and through the pandemic and how they're framing this for for their child. And I wanted to share it with you because it's awesome. And uh, we're also uh, talking to my friend Simon Perry, who is the creator of All Stars Kids Club Go, the app and the TV streaming channel. And he also is a worship leader and songwriter. And he's going to talk to us about kids and worship. But first, uh, I wanted to jump in and tell you a little bit about my recent journey. So recently I have been uh, struggling with my voice. It's been groggily, groggily. It's a word. <laughs> it's been groggily. And it's been a bit hoarse and it's been quite strained. And so I went in and got it checked. And as I've said before, I, I have a, a nodule on my vocal cords. And so I'm being treated for it with medication and therapy and things. And, uh, and in the midst of this, one of the things they wanted me to do was for 10 days... I'm going to say that again, 10 days, 10 days to not speak at all. Total vocal rest. No whispering, no making noises, no humming, no speaking louder, quiet, no nothing. They just wanted to give my chance for my vocal cords to not touch each other so that it could begin to heal and so I had to figure out a different way of communicating. And it is really hard to parent and to <laughs> discipline and to communicate with a spouse when you can't talk at all. And my kid, as many of you know, uh, was deaf for many years uh, when he was younger. So I thought, oh, this will be easy. I've we, we, were almost, we were completely on sign language for a couple of years with him. So I thought, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just sign it. And unfortunately, both my husband and my kid have forgotten all the signs. So for the first two days, I kept signing at them and they kept giving me blank faces and uh, it was tough. So I had to go to a speech, a text to speech app to do this. And I was I was it was going to be okay. It's only 10 days, but unfortunately, going back to school was in this 10 days. And so I was trying to figure out how do I communicate all the things you want to communicate and have those important conversations of the first time your kids going to go back to school in 6 months uh, and and do that well. And so instead, my life was spent trying to do things like this. This is the actual text-to-speech app. So my my kid would like, you know, come into the room and I'd have to look at him, get his attention by waving and then And then he would ask for a snack and then I'd have to say, did you already have a snack? And then he'd answer and he'd be like, oh, yeah. And he would give me almost nothing. So then I'd have to follow up. What did you eat? And then it didn't make sense. Then you have to repeat it over and over and over again. And it's even worse when you're trying to discipline at bedtime. My husband would be tickling my kid and I'd be like, oh, now I need to go up and stop that because it is bedtime. So I have to come up and I have to put a really stern look on my face. Like I'm going <laughs> to, I'm miming it almost. So I'd come up and I'd have to push play on my app and look at them really serious and say, stop tickling each other. It is time for bed. And it, it was It it was not good. So in the midst of all of this, about eight days in, it was the night before school started. And there are lots of emotions, as I'm sure you've experienced, about going back to school. And I've been trying to have these really deep conversations with my kid through my text-to-speech app and ask questions and counsel. And it had been eight days with no voice. And I just desperately wanted to assure him. And as he talked about his feelings and his worries and his fears... There was just a moment where I kept using this text to speech app over and over and over again through all of these bedtime conversations. And I just felt my kid needs to hear my voice. My kid needs to hear my voice say, it's going to be okay. He needs to hear his parents' voice say, I understand, it's okay. You're going to make it, that, that reassurance of hearing your parents say something. And and so I texted in my text-to-speech app, I'm going to speak now <laughs> with my own voice. And he turned around to look at me and I just looked him in the face and I said, it's going to be okay. And and something broke in both of us. And it was this incredibly emotional. I started crying and it, there was something, it was like a wall that we didn't know had built up and we had been doing a really good job of emotional connections. I have to say, we did a really good job of having proper conversations and me typing in that thing. And, and, but, but when, when a voice to voice is released, when that heart to heart connection with nothing in between this, this machine was doing my speaking for me, I would, I would type in what I wanted and it would do the speaking for me. But when finally my kid heard my voice Something shifted and I was really struck by there are so many times in our children's lives that they need to hear directly from the source. They need to hear directly from the source and and scripture is wonderful because it is the voice of God and there are so many times that we can we can speak not for god but we can say this is what god is feeling or this is what god is thinking and we can we can facilitate our children knowing god and saying let's read this in the bible and let's hear that but there is something about hearing from god directly that is so powerful for us. We long for that. We want that heart-to-heart connection that is genuine between you and me with nothing in between. That connection we get through prayer. That connection we get through knowing that you know that you know that God has seen you and communicated with you. That is absolutely vital to me as a person, but I think also to our children, our children need to know. They need to be connected. And that's why we talk about chat and catch in Parenting for Faith. And if if chat and catch is a new idea to you, go to parentingforfaith.org and check it out. It's a way of explaining to kids how to share their hearts with God and how to catch from God everything that he is communicating to them, directly to them. I was just reflecting on some of the stories I've heard in the past week of of children and young people who have been chatting to God and God chatting back to them and them catching it. And and we may know in our heads that God wants us to persevere and he's with us. But I was hearing the story of an eight-year-old who was really struggling with their maths at school. And then they just felt, they said, they just knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that God was whispering to my heart, keep going, don't stop, I am with you. And it was like God kept chanting that in my heart as I was doing maths, because I just wanted to give it up and throw it across the room. And and God was whispering encouragements to my heart. And I was so struck by how trite it would have sounded if I would have said to that kid, keep going, God's with you. And yet God saying the exact same thing to the child directly made all the difference to that child. There was another kid who was telling me that uh, he was just in bed, and uh, he was about 11. He was in bed, and he was just talking to God about stuff and and had felt quite disconnected from God. And all of a sudden, he just felt a, a small, still voice in his head say, I love you, my darling. And uh, he said that he just started crying. And he's like, it was weird. Uh, <laughs> I just started crying because it was like, I knew God like just turned to me and like said it like my parents say it. I love you, my darling. But it was God. And that he really loves me. And it was like he knew in his head that God loved him. But when he heard it directly from God, it changed everything. There was a, another kid who was looking. It's time to pick secondary schools. And uh, there was a, a child who was looking on the online open days. And they were with their family. And and they didn't know which one to, to do. And then they went online to another open day. And immediately, this kid just felt overwhelmed with peace. She caught God with her heart, I guess, and just felt overwhelmed with peace. And she just felt like peace is here in this one. And they talked to their family and they said, this is what we feel God is saying. And so said, yes, this is the school for us. When we facilitate our children hearing from God, There is something that empowers their walk with him like nothing else. And that's why we bang on about chat and catch. And that's why we talk about helping our kids be connected to God, because there's something about hearing it from the source in prayer, having him remind you of verses that he's spoken. So whether it's through... Feeling him with your body and catching with your body or or having a scripture that God reminds you of or sits on or brings peace through or listening to a worship song that brings something new. Helping children authentically connect to God is about them hearing the voice of their parent in those situations where they really, really need to hear their voice. And so no matter how old they are, we can help our kids do that and go on the journey together with them. all. This is Rachel Turner. And this is the section where we normally do a question and answer. But we had somebody write in and it was so fab. I just wanted to share it with you. So it's sort of like, do 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 stuff from other people. That is really good. That section. (laughs) So I love hearing your stories. I love when you Send in messages when you tell me stories of what's happening with your kids, um, things that you're trying, things that are working, things that aren't. And uh, Gemma sent in this wonderful message, and I wanted to share it with you because I found it so uh, not only encouraging, but inspiring. It made me want to try some stuff, and so I thought I'd share it with you. Uh, we have often talked in the podcast about the importance of framing and of sort of explaining to your kids what's going on in the world and using lots of different ways of doing that, whether it's telling them the whole story of scripture, whether it's explaining how you see things. And uh, Gemma, this parent, did A really interesting thing. She wrote a story for her child. I'm going to read you the email, and then I'll read you the story that she wrote. She said, uh, I'm a regular listener of your podcast. Hi! Uh, I feel like it's a little community we have going on. Uh, She said, listening to the most recent episodes, I thought I'd share a story that I wrote for my daughter at the beginning of the pandemic. I'd been asking God for how to help her understand what was going on. And as I listened to the podcast, God gave me a story. In the story, God gives my daughter a special cape to remind her that he is with her in all the changes. Since then, I've written one for the start of school with references to a couple of Bible stories, and I hope to write more in the future. It's been a helpful way to talk about what she's feeling and to remind her that God goes with her in everything. Here's the first story. <laughs> she says, you'll have to imagine the pictures. But then Gemma very kindly sent me the pictures, which are so wonderful. And they they look like a normal person's drawings, I have to say. Like... In my head, I thought, oh, no, these are going to be the most beautiful pictures in the world. And it, it's like just normal people drawing stories. That's what I love about this. Anyways, so this is the story she wrote. Uh, I'm assuming her daughter's name is Clara since the or Clara, Clara. We'll see. Uh, so this is the story. You'll have to imagine it. Okay, Everyone in your head, if you're listening, don't close your eyes if you're driving. But, you know, just you know, picture this as a picture book. This is Clara she is a superhero can you make her superhero cape nope can you see her superhero cape do you know what makes her cape extra special god gave it to her how great is that when clara wears her cape she knows that god will help her with anything clara has a superpower her superpower is being super kind she knows just how to make someone feel loved. She sings to her baby brother. She shares her biscuits with daddy. She tells stories to Mummy, And she gives all her favorite people extra big hugs. Actually, I'm going to go back and read it from the story because I messed up her story and I shouldn't. All right. This is Clara. She is a superhero. Can you see her superhero cape? Do you know what makes her cape extra special? God gave it to her. How great is that? When Clara wears her cape, she knows that God will help her with anything. Clara has a superpower. Her superpower is being super kind. She knows just how to make someone feel loved. She sings to her baby brother. She shares her biscuits with daddy. She tells stories to mummy. And she gives all her favorite people extra big hugs. One day, God told Clara about a virus. The virus was very naughty. It was stomping through the town, making people sad. The virus made everyone stay in their homes. This made Clara feel sad too. But God reminded Clara of her superpower. Even though she needed to stay at home, she could still be super kind. She could help her friends to feel happy. So Clara put on her super cape. This time, she didn't fly out the door. She sent special messages into the sky, telling people that she loved them. She sang special songs to make people smile. She drew special pictures and sent them to friends by super post. God told her that one day he would beat this virus. There's nothing too big for God. One day, every sad thing will go away. But until that day, all she needed to do was put on her special cape and remember that God was with her. Every day, no matter what. This is Clara. She's a superhero. And this is her friend Jesus. He's the most super superhero ever. Isn't that great? I just want to encourage you that when your kid is facing something, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's going back to school, whether it's an injury, whether it's going into hospital, you just as you are with the gifts and skills that you have can whip together a story that can be hand drawn um, and really specific to what your kid needs to be encouraged Um, into and the truth that they need to hear. So be creative. If you're not a writer and you're a painter, draw pictures or murals or use the gifts that God has given you, your personality, the things you love, and help frame for your kid what they're going through in life because it's brilliant and encouraging. So thank you, Gemma, for sending that in. Please send in stuff that you have uh, that would encourage others. And and please stay in contact because uh, we just love being one big community. Wild card today. I wanted to introduce you to Simon Perry. We've heard from him before because he's a great guy and he is producing some fantastic content. Um, It's a Christian TV kids streaming channel and it's absolutely wonderful. You can get it through an app. It's called All Stars Kids Club Go. And uh, there's preschool programs and programs for kids. There's worship that's going on. And he has vast experience as a worship leader, as a songwriter, as, a, as someone who facilitates children in worship. And we just wanted his input to talk a little bit about worship and kids, particularly in this season where we feel like we don't have a lot of opportunities to worship. I just wanted to remind us of, of how kids can and do worship.
2: Uh, So I'm here with Simon Parry and we wanted to chat to him a bit about worship. So obviously the parents and carers listening to this, we've got lots of different feelings about worship. And you've created loads of kids' worship songs, uh, some of the favourites in our household and many of the people who will be listening. Um, And we talk at Parenting for Faith sometimes about how children can access adult worship songs and can connect to God through them. Um, but we're also aware that there's a flip side of that and that it's really great to kind of facilitate worship songs specifically for children. Um, so we just want you to chat a bit about that, really. What's the strength of children having songs that are designed especially for them?
0: Great. Um, I think that there's a great uh, strength in having some songs written uh, for children uh, in worship. I mean, I've done plenty of all these celebrations and kids worship and, and church services and use lots of grown-up songs in worship and there's some great ones um um but for me the key thing about kids worship is having songs that uh kids can relate to and lyrically they understand because they, you know uh, i've been to some services where they do before the kids go out the choice of songs i'm like our kids won't understand a word of this song in fact some of the adults won't understand some of these lyrics and what it, what it actually means and yeah uh, I me, a strength of kids worship with, with songs written for kids is um, not just, you know, catchy melodies and a hook and all the stuff that you have in a song, but also just lyrics that they can relate to, they understand, mm. uh, and it makes sense for them. Um, and which is why I think, you know, it's great to have words like you can put cool and and uh, friend and and just like lyrics and words the kids will understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, that help them engage and relate uh, in, in, in a in a way they get, because um, you know, there are some great adult songs and we've done... We've done uh Waymaker recently, which again, you yeah, know, is it is is a grown up song. Yeah. Uh, but with an arrangement that's kind of full on rock and we've sped it up and uh and uh, <laughs> and it's great because kids, you know, lyrically what the song says is great because it's it's truth. He is the Waymaker, you know, when we don't feel like he's there and, and and I love that. And there's some other adult songs that I think are great in worship, but um but I, yeah, I, I really think there's this huge strength in having songs written for kids um, or written by kids, um, mm. for them to, to use in worship. And, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, yeah, just powerful, powerful times of worship, uh, where kids get it. And even, you know, there's uh, that, that classic song, Father God, I wonder, you know, that's written like a million years ago by Ishmael. Yeah, um, you know, I, I've done that a bunch of times and, and it's just, you know, yes, it's old. Yes. It was written in the eighties. not the seventies. And, um, But the simplicity about it, it's what it says, and it's the fact that kids get it, and they can sing that. And also, the kids can learn it and understand the and remember the lyrics. It's not, there's not nine verses, or it's, you know, there's not all these different bridges, and it's, um, yeah, some kind of simplicity, but not to the, that it's so basic, not not to that point, but just the simplicity, they understand the lyrics, they can relate to it. Mm. uh, Yeah. Yeah in a language they understand
2: no i really agree and i love what you guys have done it was interesting you mentioned waymaker because my two-year-old was totally obsessed with that song but just because he'd heard it at church and i think probably sensed there was something spiritual and powerful going on um but didn't really get into it and sort of start singing it for himself until he heard your version which was a bit more upbeat and worked (laughs) with what he wanted to do with his drums and stuff so i think it can work both ways we can kind of Adults can take the more simplistic kids songs and kids can pick up. They've heard they've like, we've maybe created a window into our worship and then here's a version, especially for them that really helps them kind of express themselves. That's cool. What about, um, so parents listening to this, how can we help children to develop a worship life at home?
0: Wow. Um, I mean, for, for us as a family, uh, we, I mean, it might have helped that me yeah, my kid's dad is, is the guy that writes the songs <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. doing the songs or, you know, uh, and bless them, They've been guinea pigs for a lot of songs, uh, uh, over the years. Um, but for us, you know, as a family, we have, uh, we, we have worship music playing just constantly in the house, whether we're in the car, whether we're, you know, at home having dinner, we're just in the background. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it's lovely, you know, our kids have devices everywhere now. So, you know, at the moment, Elevation Church is, is, a, is a hit in our house. Yeah. So we'll just walk around the house and each bedroom has a different song blasting out and and one of, and one each kid is singing it. So, um, I mean, I, th- I guess for us, we just modelled, you know, that, yes, we listen to pop music. We're not in this weird Christian bubble yeah. uh, in our house. We do we listen to Ed Sheeran and, and Beep and everything else. And, yeah. uh, uh, but we've just modelled that, you know, this is part of our life. It's not just Sundays. We we, we, we listen to worship songs and we worship in the car, you know, wherever we are as a family. And, uh, and I think, and that's, that's been great. I think for us, you know, there are times where like I really don't want to listen to worship music today. I'd like to listen to something that is just, you know, yeah. just going to take my mind off church or yeah. or something, but we've just got, but no, this is important to us. So it's almost like, it's just the norm. You know, we come home and, um, yeah, we'll listen to echo or whatever it is from some, you know, uh, so, I mean, that's just for us as a family. Mm. we just modeled it. So this is the norm for us growing up uh, yeah. in our family time. And that's been super powerful, you know. And I, and I love the fact that now our kids, you know, we listen to playlists on, on whatever, <laughs> Amazon and stuff. We get in the car and stuff starts playing. And it's like, whose playlist is this? Oh, this is Millie's playlist. And it's, you know, yeah. it's a real mix of, like, top 40. There's a Matt Revan song. Top 40 track there's elevation it's like it's just yeah. a bizarre
2: place and then really having ownership them, of choosing that themselves that's really cool yeah but for
0: them that's the norm yeah. They to listen to stuff but they want to listen to like um you know so for so i guess for as a parent that's been something we've really pushed that mm. um it's the norm it's not just Sundays. it's not weird stuff it's actually this is part of our life as much as listen to radio 2 or anything else that we do yeah um oh i love that but in terms of as a as a kids pastor, yeah, I mean, and a kids worship writer for me, it's just been, um, yeah, trying to. Well, I guess you know, when on, you on, lead worship on Sundays and stuff, is that you, you engage the kids and, and you want them to again, back to the songwriting, why have a kid's worship songs? You want them to to own the songs. Yeah. You know, just like we, we have favorite songs, we have favorite worship songs. We would have a song that we would naturally turn to in a a season of our lives or a song that spoke to us in a season that we just draw or cling on to again, you know, and um, whether it was a hymn, whether it was a worship song. And for me, I want that for kids. I want them to have songs that they they love, songs they love jumping around to, but songs they they again relate to and cling on to. So, So, you know, there are songs that they would turn to in times of need, or when they're just mm. they're at home when they're bored, or they're at home when they're frustrated. that actually rather than stick on some, I don't know some uh, song by the Vamps or One Direction or something like it. Actually, go you know what? Actually, yes, God, there's that song that I know will will comfort me or help me for now. And yeah, so so yeah. So again, that that's that's the power of, of songs written for kids or songs that are appropriate for kids that the. That as we teach them that in Sunday and at the churches, but actually, again, at home, that, that, that's just part of our, our lifestyle. We, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think um, there's something really powerful too. Those of us who have grown up in Christian homes, maybe we had kids' Christian songs in our lives. You know, even as an adult, sometimes that's what comes back to you when you're chatting to God about something or in a moment of need. Yeah. And actually, it's really powerful to create a window into that and frame it for our kids and say, hey, you know. God's just reminded mummy of this song, and it's really helping me. Can I sing it to you? And like you say, even if it is from the '80s or whatever, <laughs> um, the the words are still powerful. The meaning is true, and particularly if it's something they can relate to with kind of lyrics that they understand, that's really helpful. Uh,
0: absolutely. I, I mean, a little while ago, our youngest daughter's six, Annie, and probably about eighteen months ago, we were driving to church, and um, uh, <clears throat> we had. Uh, Pieces. We had a, a Bethel album playing. We had a there's a song called Pieces. You don't give your heart in pieces. Beautiful song, just about God gives it all, not in peace. He gives it, you know, He gives all His His love and His, um, and it's an amazing song. And we just, um, we were driving the car and we just looked at each other, my wife and I, uh, and the uh, eldest two in the back with headphones listening to something else. <laughs> uh, and we just looked back at Annie and she was looking out the window and she was just singing this song. She was just worshiping and singing these songs that God, you don't give your heart in pieces. You, you know. And we're like, it's not a kid's song. It's a really slow song. It's quite a tender kind of, you know, but we just thought, my goodness, you know, at the age of, I think she's probably five then, yeah. just that, that she sings, she understands this and she's singing this truth. And she's had this, this moment looking out the window, just worshipping God. And uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, it's just, and for her, and at the moment, it's, there's a song called King of Kings by Hillsong. Yeah. It's kind of like a hymn. It's like very hymn-like, but... Our kids are just hooked on it. And I'm like, good grief, Annie, you're sick. And you're singing. She knows the lyrics to this, you know, four-verse hymn-like worship song. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: But she's loving it. And she just, for her, it's the song that she's worshipping God to at the moment at at age six, which is great. And I'm like, I'd love her to be singing, you know, great big God-style songs. But I'm like, but God, if if you're speaking to her through this this song at the moment then that's awesome and uh yeah
2: yeah that's brilliant simon thank you so much do go and check out simon's songs uh you can find his stuff at all-star kids club Uh, and yeah enjoy.
1: and a question to start an interesting conversation with your kid is this what is the most important thing you would want god to communicate to you